take me higher to a place with free tote bags. It's ready for free tote bag. <laughs> I'm down of him. I'm Arthur. It's the Thanksgiving Day special. Yep. This is coming out on Thanksgiving. We're going to drink a shot of gravy every minute for 60 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> gobble, gobble, dude. Uh, Fuck yeah, let's, let's do it. Fuck. I think you'd probably die. Like, like yeah, more so fuck, than alcohol. That's, yep. That's that's a full on heart attack. Arthur, what do you but Turkey Day. Yeah. What are you doing for tur- Turkey Day? Working at unnamed retail establishment. That's oh, right. Fuck, that sucks, man. Yeah, five five PM to five AM Thanksgiving Day into the following day. PM to five AM. Yep, twelve hours. That's fucking awful. Dude. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Like I get to be there at the when the doors open and the crush of humanity comes in. And uh, oh god, because it leads into Black Friday. Yeah, Jesus, that's why. That's it's why. fucking heinous, man. Have you done this before? Yeah, it's not so bad. Uh, at the at the jewelry counter, uh, when you're just running uh point of sale. When you're just up at the registers, it is a waking nightmare. It's one of the worst things you can experience. But uh, with jewelry, it's just like you can go at a pretty steady pace. Like you're kind of more in control of the pace. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. What's the, what's the worst thing you've ever seen on Black Friday, though? You ever seen like two uh, two Karens choking <laughs> each other trying to get a uh, like a, a pendant of a, of a turkey leg? I've never seen it get violent, but I I do have a fun anecdote I can tell. I was working uh, at the registers at Unnamed Retail Establishment. This guy comes up with a big stack of Dockers pants, and I start scanning them. And I'm trying to go fast, you know, because the line's back to forever. And uh, so I'm scanning them, and he looks at the price readout, and he says, these are supposed to be $24.99, and they're reading up like 31 something So I go... I suppose I could call someone from the department. There's nobody. Nobody's going to answer from the department. It's way too busy for anything to happen with that. So I put it out over the intercom. I get nothing back. Wait a couple seconds. Put it back on the intercom. Nothing comes back. He goes, I'll just go get the sign. Okay. I'm waiting for him to get the (laughs) sign. People are looking at me. His family looks just embarrassed and horrified. He brings the electronic, like the digital sign over he slaps it on the counter he says see $24.99 and I'm like that says Dockers Easy Wear these are the these are the Dockers Comfort Clean pants oh, God. Those, those say $31.99 and the guy looks at me and says what are you the pants police <laughs> <laughs> and you pulled out your badge yeah and, uh... exactly Beat him, rested him. <laughs> Threw him in the back of my pants squad car. Just like a, <laughs> it's a khaki colored police cruiser. Instead of the instead of the normal alarm, it just says pants. Pants. <laughs> in case of pants emergencies, but yeah. I did, uh, upshot of that story, I ended up giving him the price because he just stood there and looked at me. 
Like he wasn't gonna fucking budge. He wasn't gonna pay the regu- the actual Tilly price of the thing. So I just price corrected all of them and said, "Have a merry Christmas." Oh man, all for all for those fucking Dockers, dude. Yeah, it's pretty fucking cool uh, how capitalism works, where all this innovation happens, like Dockers pants specifically for men who like to insert their foreskin or their penis into the foreskin of other men. <laughs> hey, don't. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, that took me a second. <laughs> that took me a second. Uh, Little, little couple turkey day funnies for you, folks. <laughs> You're a comedy genius. I'm flying. I'm flying home tomorrow. Woo. I just found out I had a vitamin D deficiency, so I'm gonna be munching uh, little D gels, nice. munching some D uh, for turkey day. Hopefully, <laughs> I'm hoping like I suddenly become not depressed at all and I have no anxiety. That would that would be awesome if it was just like all this shit is just because I'm not in the sun enough. That, I mean, it's weird, Early. but it can be that. I'm I'm going to lose my fucking shit if that's the case. Uh, but it's probably not. So here's what I'm going to do as an antidepressant instead. Uh, there, there we go. I'm going to drink a beer and answer some relationship questions for you folks. How's that sound? It sounds pretty good, but before that, I do have something I want to share with you. Uh, we're, we're really, we're moving into God's season. You know what I mean? We're getting up towards Christmas, and uh, I've had to listen to Christmas music for the past three weeks, so I'm feeling like it's maybe time to to get in the spirit and to kind of, you know, meld the two concepts, relationships and uh, and godliness. So uh, in that spirit, I would like to share with you uh, some <laughs> Catholic pickup lines. Oh, delightful. I can't remember how we got on it, but we were talking. Somehow I Googled Catholic pickup lines, and here they are. So I thought I would just share this with you. And Donovan, maybe you can help me out with explaining some of these, because I have no fucking clue what any of them mean. Yeah, I was Catholic till I was 16. I probably, I probably, I might have written some of these. Let's find out. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Here we go. Catholic pickup line number one. If I had a bead for every time I thought of you, I would have a joyful mystery. What? What does that mean? <laughs> I think there's like the, there's the Catholic mysteries in the rose. I think the rosary is one of them, and you have to do like five of them. I'm probably mixing up my Catholic concepts, but that that's the general idea. I think. What? There's Why like is it a joyful, joyful mystery? Because I don't know, dude. Catholics are pretty. Uh, uh, they like to self-flagellate, and, and what better way to torture yourself than to do the same prayer like 25 times while holding some slippery beads. Sure, sure. Hey, Donovan. Okay. What's next? You've got stunning scapular brown eyes. What? Is that the whole That's it. That the whole line? That's number, that's number five. <laughs> There's 20 of them. I'm going to spare our listeners most of them. <laughs> This is number five on the list. You've got stunning scapular brown eyes. Does that mean like the isn't the, isn't the scapula like your it, shoulder blade? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. What what the fuck does that mean? Okay, we stumped you on the one. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, what? You know, it's kind of noisy in here. The Adoration Chapel down the street is a pretty quiet place. Oh man. So we're going to go make out in the Adoration Chapel? 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure, like the trad wives you're you're going for aren't going to appreciate you desecrating uh, Jesus's home, you know, with with carnal mouth touching. <laughs> that's what I call. What? That's what I call making out, Arthur. What? Okay, this one's this one's just lame. Hey, girl, I don't need a website to know you're my perfect Catholic match. I guess that's Jesus. a website, CatholicMatch.com. Nice. I would assume so. All right, I'm gonna hit you with one more before we before we bounce on this bit. Here we go. Oh, okay. Excuse me. I believe one of your ribs belongs to me, and you're supposed to say that to a fella. That's the thing you say to a man. I believe one of your ribs belongs to me. Oh, because the creation yeah. story. Yeah. The women was made out of the man's rib. Yeah. That always that that, always, that doesn't that never made any sense to me. You're you're fucking god, you know. It's not <laughs> like you, you just like... need some raw materials. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Specifically, a rib. Like you don't yeah. you, you've created a person out of nothing. Uh, but women, you know, you gotta have a rib to to start it out. Well, then how come guys are down one rib? Donovan, explain that. Oh, is that where it comes from? We have yeah. less ribs. We have all. We have one less rib. It's really weird, actually. Interesting. Interesting. You know, uh, God removed uh, men's ribs so they could suck their own dicks. <laughs> oh yes, and that's that's our core competency: self suck jokes. Uh, perfect. All right. <laughs> good. Good seasonal. Good seasonal bit. Shouts out to my uh, to my fucking Catholics. Go eat a Eucharist. Uh, okay. Well, in this in this uh, chaste spiritual mindset, <laughs> let's let's get into this first question. <laughs> I am twenty three. Smiled while having a serious argument with my GF W twenty rib woman. <laughs> Basically, what the title says, it doesn't happen often at all. Happened three times now during the three years that we were together. That's some uh, Holy Trinity humor there. <coughs> I got thrown off guard by a grimace she made in order to explain my dumb actions, and I felt the urge to smile because of the face she made. I obviously know it is disrespectful uh, and try not to, but we have all been there. The more you try, the harder it gets. Oh, dude, I feel you, brother. She has been getting really upset with me over that and threatened to break up with me once it happens again because of how disrespectful it is towards her, much like missing church on Sunday is disrespectful (laughs) to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I tried to explain why it doesn't really change anything. She is close to kicking me out of her home today, just like that cave kicked Jesus out after three days, am I right? Just visiting because of a long-distance relationship. I feel really uncomfortable with the situation, kind of like Jesus on the cross. Any advice? LDR <laughs> smiled during an inappropriate time, and GF wanted to break up if it happens again. And that was posted by Fing. Fing? That's weird. That's weird that she would get so, like, fixated on your facial expressions during an argument. Because, like, man, you kind of can't control what your face does if she makes a grimace and says something weird. During an argument, like, I find that shit kind of disarming. Like, if I'm having an argument with somebody and they kind of laugh or smile during it, it kind of makes me feel, like, 
Unless, of course, I'm super heated, but it's, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it, uh, it should have diffused the situation more than make it worse. Potentially. I, I get this. If this is a situation where she's maybe feeling disrespected in other ways. No, oh, yeah. Um, you know, and it, it, when you've had some more arguments recently, it sounds like. Or no, no, no. Three during the three years you've dated. Huh? Yeah, no. Back to what I'm saying. I think maybe this had come out of a pattern of feeling disrespected in general, and then she voices her concern, which it sounds like like it takes something pretty serious to piss her off to do, and then it comes off like you're not taking it seriously. I, but I do understand how you can like accidentally smile, especially if it's happened before. No. I don't know. I get weird anxiety about things like that, and then sometimes it'll make me act weird. Uh, or just like in heated emotional situations. You know, I, yeah. I I think it could be kind of a, I don't know if coping mechanism is the, is the right word. Um, but a, but an unintentional thing sometimes I think is, is acting, you know, in a low-key inappropriate way like that. I, I don't know. I think all you can do is explain to her um, it, it's just something that happened. Maybe you felt a little overwhelmed. You weren't trying to disrespect her. You know, address whatever she was upset about. Um, but yeah, she's threatening to break up up with you because of it. I feel like this is this has to be a piece of something bigger. Yeah, because if it if it's just this, that's nuts to break up. You know, that seems crazy to me. Um, I've, there's also the element of the long distance relationship, which you don't fully address in the conversation. So she's like stewing over it. Like this is, you know, I imagine this was over Skype if you're in a long distance relationship, right? Or well, no, you were this... visiting. They were, this happened while you were yeah. visiting. Yeah, and she almost kicked him out. Yeah. So you're visiting for the LDR. She's And like there's so much buildup to a visit and you want everything to go off perfect and be exactly how you imagine it. And then you get into an argument, and then you fucking smile at her during an argument, you asshole. So she's she's maybe uh, uh, too too wrapped up in that, and the fact that she's like harping on it and making it like a feature of the relationship. If you if you fucking smile at me during an argument one more time, I'm gonna break up with your ass. That's gonna make you. You're gonna do it because it's gonna be in your head. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a lot of weird pressure. Uh, on something incidental like that, I agree. If this is if this is really the only thing, I think this is a bit of a red flag. Like she was going to kick you out while you're visiting. You've been dating for three years. She's going to kick you out because you accidentally cracked a smile when you were arguing. Uh, so I, I I gotta feel like there's something more. Like you said, Arthur, maybe there's some additional pressure because of the long distance relationship. Uh, maybe she's worried, you know, about. You know, if you don't properly address this and then you move, it's harder to have these conversations over Skype or phone or what have you. Yeah. Uh, so she's just feeling, you know, more pressure to have this resolved. I think you got you to sit down and talk to her about this. And again, I got a suspicion there's something else going on here. So I would try to just kind of check in and see if, you know, she's got anything else stressful going on in her life or if she's unhappy with something in the relationship. Um so it, it, it's going to it's going to depend on what's going on. I think the only thing you can really do here is apologize, you know, explain it was an accident and try to try to dig and see if there's anything else going on. Yeah. Try to time the conversation to about 45 minutes after you eat an edible. So like you get super <laughs> stoned and just instantly because I always used to 
when I'd eat an edible, I would just smile for the first 15 minutes of getting, of like coming up on it. Just like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Y'all could feel that smile off the way I'm talking. Yeah. Maybe the edible kicked in mid argument. Yeah. That's harsh. I love it when the edible kicks in while you're trying to like read something. You're like sitting there reading, squiggly, and then you're like, "What?" (laughs) You read a sentence, and you're like, "What the fuck did I just read?" (laughs) Uh, And then you remember, "Oh shit, I ate that brownie about an hour ago." Yeah, so maybe maybe don't get high next time you get an argument with your girlfriend. (laughs) There you go. Dig into this. I I think this will be all right. Um. Depending on, on on what's going on here to intensify things, though. So fig, yeah. figure it out. Make sure to talk uh, when you're not heated. Bring it up when you're not heated. Also that. That's, that's very good advice in general. Yep. Absolutely. Hey, guess what? What's up? I, 25F, am no longer sexually attracted to my boyfriend of 530M. I'm guessing that's five years, but it just says boyfriend of five, and that tickled me. Hey, uh, FYI, this is a throwaway account because my BF frequents Reddit. He is the only person I have been physically intimate with. After the first time, I initiated sex most of the time and felt horrible. I thought I had a low sex drive, uh, but I guess his is lower. I felt wrong for wanting sex more than a guy, so I stopped asking. At times, he rejected me. This contributed to me losing sexual attraction for him. The second reason is he lost over 30 pounds from the first time I met him. It might sound little, but that's three sizes. He is around 5'11 and 135 pounds. Jesus. That's a very skinny man. Uh, Before we got together, he said he had to force himself, force feed himself in order to maintain his original weight of 165 pounds. After he met me, he stopped going to the gym completely and eating as much. I asked him if he could gain weight, and he said force-feeding makes him feel so bloated, and he is too busy with work. Another reason is that although he is only 135 pounds, he buys large in large size in clothing. They all look baggy and unflattering on him, but he insists that his size is L. If you're wondering if he has an eating disorder, no, he does not. He eats a lot, but his, but his metabolism is very high. I tell him he should buy size medium at most, but he ignores me. He had long hair. I have nothing against long hair, but when I first met him, he had really short hair. I asked him over the course of six or seven months to get it cut, but he ignored me. and He continued to tease me about it because he knew how much I didn't like it. I don't mean to sound shallow, but I do prefer, but I do not prefer long hair on men. I do not find it attractive with him. We talk about marriage quite frequently, and I don't see myself with anyone else. We are very compatible career-wise, personality, uh, humor, activities, childhood, and he makes me happy. He made it clear that he doesn't want to date anyone else and wants to marry me. Recently, he asked why I haven't initiated in the past two months. I told him all the reasons above. I've been telling him all of this during the past two years, and he finally agreed to take action. The only problem is, He finally made all the changes I asked him to do, but I am no longer sexually attracted to him at all. I think part of the reason is that it took so much nagging two years for him to finally do something. Will I ever be sexually attracted to him again? Did anyone else go through something like this? The LDR, no longer sexually attracted to my BF, 
because he did not initiate in the past, lost a lot of weight, does not care about his appearance, and does not go to the gym anymore because of work. Posted by NarrowJQ12. Is, so I think, okay, check out this theory. 5'11", 135. Skinny. Long hair. Mm-hmm. Long hair. Yeah. Jesus. It's, it's Jesus. Christ. It's Jesus Christ. on the cross. Yep. <laughs> Christ re, re-arisen. Check his, uh, check his palms for stigmata. See if... Um... <laughs> big move though that's the the real way to tell that's the real way to tell though if he was christ like and i've i've actually thought about this before wasn't jesus like hot as fuck like he would have had to have been right because he's the son of god and he's described as being like perfect wouldn't wouldn't he had to have been like cut from marble and super fucking hot i assume so and he was a carpenter that's a, yeah. that's a physical job. Absolutely, he's a physical avocation. Yeah, he's probably swole. And, uh, man, I bet he had them. Oh, mm, those, uh, I bet he had, like, really beautiful brown eyes. He's depicted as being blue-eyed in a lot of European uh, uh, art, but uh, he was a Semitic person and uh, likely had very beautiful brown eyes, I'm going to guess. Hell yeah, dude. Jesus looking thick as fuck. <laughs> Okay, this this guy this guy is obviously not looking thick as fuck though. Five eleven no. and one thirty five is like real real fucking skinny. He looks like Toki from Metalocalypse. The fact that you're saying that he you know he doesn't have an eating disorder, you see him like eating normally, but his metabolism is high. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Maybe that's something that's possible. But five eleven and one thirty five is pretty fucking pretty fucking underweight. Yeah. I'm like 5'10", 180 right now, and I'm like relatively skinny in terms of in terms of how I've been. So is it forty five fucking pounds less? I'd be like I'd be like a damn rail, and this dude's a yeah. little taller than I am. Yeah. Um has that you know, cause you don't mention this either. Also the drop in sex drive, it sounds like he's just become a little bit unmotivated. It get the general kind of sense of like depression. Yep. Um, as, as somebody who's felt some of these things when I've been depressed, uh, if he has not, I'd really encourage him to, uh, and this is a little aside from your question, though I think it plays into it, but I, I'd encourage him to like get checked out by a doctor if possible and uh, you know maybe maybe get evaluated for depression because none of this none of this sounds normal. This is all kind of classic uh, this is classic depression symptoms. And, you know, that would definitely influence everything else you're talking about. And because um, it, it's, it's hard to date somebody who's very depressed. And if that's been going on, you say this, it's been like the past two years. And that's just that's just what this sounds like to me. Yeah. Um, so so he- try to try to get that going. Try to get him to make progress like that. Uh, but that's like that's not an easy thing to just get out of. You know, that's not an easy thing to just fix and go back to normal. Definitely Two years of, of never have initiating and all, all these other things. He just doesn't seem to care about his appearance too much. That's that's not something that just gets fixed overnight. Um, so wh- I don't know. What do you what do you think she should do here to handle this? Like, what uh, can she do? Well, so you encourage him to uh, kind of reengage with life. You know what I mean? Because if he, he's working so much, 
that he's not getting a lot of time. Like, he can't even... The way he's talking about it is, like, he can't even, like, eat a lot because he's working too much. Uh, Maybe see if he can kind of back off of work and live more of his life and, you know, do more things that make him happy uh, as opposed to just things that make other people money. Um, If that's not an option, you know, you got everybody got bills to pay. You got to do what you got to do there. Um, then I don't know, maybe set little fun. I'm going to call them fun traps. You know, like he gets home from work and you're like, Hey, I got a, say a gingerbread house kit to build. <laughs> I don't know. People do for fun. <laughs> Love to do that, dude. Try to be middle of summer. It's trying to be seasonal. I'm trying to be seasonal right now. Um, I don't know. Just like do something, do nice things for him. And uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, of like experimenting in the bedroom. And you say you're not attracted to him at all, which is but once you put sad. that crown of thorns on him, <laughs> it just completes the look, and he's yeah, suddenly five times more attractive. So uh, man, you just gotta you just gotta try. You know, because there's things that are cute about him. Like, you thought those things were cute. And he said that, uh, you said that he fixed a bunch of things about himself that you didn't find cute. Like, cut his hair. And, uh, you know, he's 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 trying. He's, you know, he really wants this to work out, and he's really trying. So I think part of this also might be you trying. Maybe. I feel that. My only kind of devil's advocate position, maybe not even that so much. It's it's more just we had more information here about how you're feeling about all this. Maybe this would be the advice you need. Um, But I think it's possible to kind of get locked in with somebody. Right. So this is the the only person you've ever been physically intimate with. So this sounds like this is like kind of your one long relationship, especially if you're not feeling good either. You know, a couple of depressed people, it, it's pretty easy to just get kind of like in this position where you're leaning on each other, but you're very unhappy. But, you know, you're doing <laughs> so fucking poorly mentally that, like, it's impossible to to get out of the relationship because it seems like that would just fully bring everything tumbling down. That sounds very um, familiar to me. Yeah, I, I have I have been there, too. So I'm I'm not saying 100% leave this dude, but if you're at that point... It, it might be worth considering doing that, especially if you have your own things to work on. You know, you can't manage like a, an, an unhappy relationship and be like pushing your partner to, to get help for some of these things, you know, un- unless you are truly, truly invested in this. And if that's just coming from a place of like wanting security, uh, I don't think that's a good thing. So that, yeah. that depends on context. A lighter version of that too would be just give this dude an ultimatum, open up about how you've been feeling. You know, you're worried about him, but like you're struggling too. You, you, you need him to, you know, seek some kind of help outside of you. Um, if, if you guys are going to make this things work. Uh, mm. Cause yeah, this, this just, this doesn't sound fucking happy at all. Like Arthur pointed out though, it sounds like he has been working on things, you know, a bit and that's a good sign. Um, I think your sexual attraction could return if he like really commits to that. And, you know, if, if, if you do too, and put a little more effort into this, you know, if you haven't been, um, but I, but I'm just saying you're not, you're not obligated to do that. I would, I would just also be considering 
the alternative of leaving. Don't don't feel locked in with this person. Don't feel like that's your only option. That's good advice overall for just about every relationship. Uh, <laughs> just just keep that in your back pocket that you can just go like anytime you want. That's true, man. And it, it feels true. kind of mean spirited, especially when they're struggling. But when it comes down to it, they're responsible for their happiness. And you're responsible for your own. Straight. Sometimes up. people just aren't compatible. So I, I hope you guys get it figured out. I hope uh, I hope he gets some kind of help and uh, is doing better. And uh, whatever happens, that that you end up happier than you are now. Yeah. I also find that uh, I find people more attractive when I'm kind of more engaged with sexuality. So uh, you know. Schlick a little more. Just slick it. Just slick it. Get it going. Uh, there we go. Scratch the record. There you go. Wiki wiki. Speaking of record scratch. Oh, hey, it's the question box. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, yeah. Sick. <laughs> Asking all these questions, am I right? He did it uh, again. It's time for it's time for our anonymous question box. This is the place that you, the listener, can send your questions in to us. We will read them and answer them on the show. If you've got something you've been dying to ask, whatever it may be, uh, hit up our website, radiofreetotebag.podient.co. Click the link that says submit your question. Or click the link in our Instagram bio, at Radio Free Tote Bag. You don't need to make an account. There's a text box. Put your question in there, and then we read it just like this. What do you look for in an ideal partner? Conversely, what are your biggest red flags when seeing someone new? Uh, a dear friend of mine asked me this question a number of years ago, and the answer has changed. Back then I said, I'm just looking for a girl with big old titties who's going to have a bowl packed for me when I get home. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so ashamed of who I was. Um, now it's like it's like number one thing, and you hear this so much, it's fucking cliche, but it's a sense of humor. You got to laugh, folks. We got to be able to laugh together. Uh, and more specifically, somebody who will yes and my bits and play with me in the space. Big, big plus. <laughs> need somebody who's going to play with me in the space um and i don't know uh, as far as red flags go it's like shitty to the wait staff at a restaurant uh uh generally not politically progressive big red flag for me that's going to be a problem chief because when i start talking about the means of production i need you to go with me on that <laughs> and uh i don't know just be like somebody who's unkind because uh, I know, like, it can be kind of fun to be with somebody who's mean to people. Like, because you can be mean together and, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, that person sucks, you're a bitch, bleh. But th- you just got to understand that they're going to they're gonna turn that on you when you're not around. So, Yeah, it's not a, it's not a super positive energy to be around either. No, it's not great. At all times. I, th- no, I think that could rub off on, on somebody a little bit. Oh, I also I want somebody who will you. rub off on me. That's something else I want. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I feel you on the uh on the rubbing off. No, I feel you on the on the politics <laughs> part. Yeah. That's like that's a hard line in the sand. I would not date 
a conservative person at all. Probably even most like centrist people. Um, besides that, I've talked about this a little bit recently. Uh, you got, I've been talking about the balance I've been trying to find between having a gut feeling towards somebody and having like a, like a logical, they're, they're checking the boxes. Like what, what this person is on paper is the relationship, is the relationship like a positive and good thing, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do put a lot of weight into the gut feeling, you know, I, I I'll kind of just, when I meet somebody, I'll know pretty quickly. Uh, if that's somebody, you know, I could see myself dating because you, you think about these things and you meet new people, sure. you, it just kind of, I kind of know. And then from there, it's just a matter of spending some time. Like Arthur was saying, the, uh, the good sense of humor, being able to carry on some stupid bits with me. That's, that's important. Um, I, I think I mentioned this before, but also bringing like some of your own interests and expertise to the table. Like, I don't want somebody who just does the exact same shit as me. And like, that's it. I kind of, I kind of want them to have, I don't know, something else going on that, uh, I don't, I don't know so much about. Cause I, I like, uh, I like experiencing like somebody I care about. I like experiencing something they, they like really appreciate and understand, yeah. especially if I don't know a whole lot about that. I, I find that really, uh, really fun. That's a really so, good point. Yeah, man. That's, that's a good thing. So yeah, just when it comes down to it, just kind of maybe look at look at qualities in your friends, what you appreciate about them, the kind of people that you surround yourself with. Uh, Big. Maybe try to take take note of just what your general values in life are. Um, you know, imagine almost hypothetical people. Like, okay, well, if this person, you know, th- this person loves, uh, I love horses. Could I date somebody who doesn't love, you know, horseback riding? That's kind of a kind of a shallow example. <laughs> I love rock but, uh, climbing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's been a while. <laughs> been a while since we we talked about the old rocks. You get the idea, though. To, I think to find I think to find your ideal partner, you got to know yourself pretty well, and you know that takes some work. It takes some work to figure out what you you know what, what mean is meaningful to you and what isn't, and what what you care about. So. Uh, I think it's just something you, you can do that by by thinking on it and and putting some effort into there. True. Um, yeah. I th- I think I want my next partner to have a fat old ass and a penis. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. I'm looking. At, I'm on the prowl, folks. So if you got a fatty and a ween, bring it on over here. Radio free tote bag at gmail dot com. Hit us up. <laughs> Make some text art of yourself in the question box. <laughs> <laughs> you can scroll through and, and find the fattest hmm. ass peen combo. What if, what if we came back to the question box next week and it was flooded? I would be quite pleased. That's just me three pleased. equal sign, equal sign, equal sign, equal sign, greater than sign. You know what? <clears throat> I'm, I prefer a D tip than a than a uh, greater than sign tip. But you know, damn, I like, I like right, a take, rounded. Take notes, folks. I like it rounded. <laughs> I don't want a pointy. Take mean. notes. You need the, he needs that D tip. All right. Hey, well, this next one is uh, is an update uh, to yeah. a question we did a while ago. So yeah, this this was a question. This person had uh, helped a, an old classmate of theirs get hired uh, at their at their tech job. Uh, they didn't know him super well, uh, but they connected him with it, and he just had not been performing very well. 
like at all uh, to the point that this person is was worried they might get let go and maybe that's going to reflect badly on this person. Um, and they were wondering whether or not they should try to talk to him uh, and, and, you know, attempt to attempt to make him aware and fix this situation. I don't remember what we recommended. You know, I think that's something that could have gone either direction. But uh, here's, knowing, here's what happened. Though. Knowing me, it was something surreptitious or a lie. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Let's see if they went with that. Uh, so update. A few weeks ago, I subbed a question about a coworker I helped get hired to my company who was doing a really bad job. Yesterday, he got fired. Ooh. I feel bad because I don't want anyone to have to deal with joblessness under capitalism. Yeah. It really sucks. But also, over the months, he's been on a performance plan and had so much feedback to improve, but he refused to take accountability and make a change. It just did not seem to be a good fit for anyone involved. I talked a bit with his teammates and project leaders who tried to help and felt terrible about giving negative feedback, but things never changed. Overall, I'm not sure if I did the right thing or not. Maybe I should have tried to help, but from what I've heard from his teammates, I don't think he would have been super receptive. Just a shitty situation all around, and I'm hoping he can learn and grow from this. I know I've learned my lesson on recommending people who I don't know super well for jobs. As always, thanks for reading my cue and doing the pod. Well, thank you. Thank you. That sucks. You, You hate to see that. Sounds like you did everything you could. Uh, now I'm remembering. So we, I, I recommend the pull aside. You like, hey man, you know you're not doing great here. Like you got to step it up, or you're gonna get fucking shit canned. Is, is I believe what my advice was. Uh, and I don't know if you did that or not. But even if you did and it didn't work, you know you're not on the hook for this. This was this person's sure. poor work performance. And, uh, man, it's a motherfucker because, you know, yeah, like you mentioned, joblessness under capitalism sucks. So, yeah, you know, you, I, you I wish, them, wish that on anybody. No, absolutely not. And uh, I wish them the best. And uh, I'd like to thank you for reaching out and giving us the update. Definitely so. I'd say, too, I think I remember this person being worried uh, about it potentially negative uh, reflecting negatively on them. Yeah. Um, it sounds like you've discussed some of these other team leads and all that. I think anybody would understand like, Hey, you recommend a person. It, it, it doesn't go well. You know, it's not like you're the hiring manager and you've hired like 10 shitty candidates in a row. Right. Um, you know, this was just you trying to help out a, fa- a friend. I assume, you know, the management would understand that, you know, maybe, maybe have a talk, maybe apologize and be like, you know, I, uh, like I feel, I feel bad that that went that way, yeah. uh, but ultimately, I don't think, I don't think this is the biggest deal in terms of reflecting on you. And uh, I, I wouldn't feel, you know, too bad about it that you didn't do anything more because, as Arthur said, like th- this isn't on you. It seems like he was given a lot of second chances on this. Yep. And it was like very, very clear this wasn't like a sudden thing. Um, so I, I can't imagine that he, you know, would would not have expected being fired like this. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe this gets him to figure out what he, what he actually enjoys doing or what he can, you know, tolerate doing at a job. Sure. Um, yeah, obviously, obviously not ideal, but you know, 
good good for you for thinking about this and, and yep. trying to check them with other teams and stuff too. I think that's that's above and beyond what you need to do. So good good on you. Yep. Do the drop in. Roll by HR. You just kind of lean your head in and go, Hey, you got a minute? And then give the apology. There you go. Yep. Yep. That's all it takes, baby. Hey, uh, <laughs> I got a, I got a big heckin' concern right now, Donovan. Oh man, lay it on me. I think my boyfriend likes hentai and I don't know how to feel. Oh yeah. So, uh, could be jumping the gun by assuming he gets off to anime because I'm basing this on the anime I've seen him watch recently. See, I used to watch Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, One Piece, Tokyo Ghoul. You know, the stuff most people watch, <laughs> which I don't think is true. But You fucking uh, weeb. <laughs> lately, it's been animes like Domestic Girlfriend, Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, and another really long title one that I can't remember the name of. But basically, all of the romantic subplots in these shows are the same. Many girls lusting over one or very few boys, which leads me to believe nobody would really watch these unless they were in, like, it's like, um, uh, what are those fucking things called? They're not, they're like, slashes, right? That's what you call them. They use a slash as a parenthesis here, sexually into that kind of thing. It's like an italic oh, sexually. Yeah, trying to trying to show italics. Yeah, into that kind of thing. I've asked in a sort of joking sense, like, are you into anime girls or something? Oh, so do you like hentai? And he said, no. He's even attempted to get me to watch Rascal Does Not Ellipsis Senpai. And I was weirded out by the third episode, straight up, crying laughing emoji, crying emoji. I really don't want to continue watching. It all seems so objectifying and made to appeal to those who enjoy hentai. Which, whatever you, you know, whatever, you like what you like. I even recall watching hentai once a few years ago. But now, it's been a while and I don't think I can personally fuck with it. At the same time, I love my boyfriend and want to understand and try my best not to judge him. Let's say he does enjoy it. I know me cracking jokes and making fun of anime I've seen him watch isn't going to make him want to tell me. So I think tonight I'm just going to tell him I highly suspect he's into hentai and I just uh, want to know and understand him better. I love him, you know? I don't know. Am I overthinking this? Is the way I plan on approaching it appropriate? What do I do if he says he's into it? Thanks! That was posted by... Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Said N-I-Q-A hours. Well, variant can, on the uh, on the N-word. On the N-word, yeah. You can sound that out at home if you'd like. <laughs> All right, so I'm not a filthy fucking weeaboo, so I didn't recognize these uh, <laughs> animes she was talking about. I went ahead and looked up Domestic Girlfriend because that's mm-hmm. a fucking absurd name. And here is I the plot it. from Wikipedia. Here's the okay, plot. Okay, here we so. go. Here we go. Can't wait. Natsuo Fuji is hopefully, hopelessly in love with his teacher, Hina. Trying to move on, he agrees to a mixer. There he meets an odd girl, Rui Tachibana, who invites him to sneak out. 
She takes him to her house and asks him to have sex with her. Nice. Natsuo, frustrated that his love will not bear fruit anyway, says goodbye to his virginity. The next day, Natsuo's dad tells him that he wants to remarry, and his prospective partner is coming to their house that evening. Oh, no. When the door opens, it turns out that Rui is Hina's younger sister, and both are daughters of the woman his father wants to marry, Tsukiko Tachibana. Domestic girlfriend tells the story of the conflicted feelings of Natsuo towards his first love and the girl he lost his virginity to. The controversial and conflicting nature of romantic relationships between step-siblings and also between a teacher and a student while highlighting the themes of youth, family, friendships, learning, growing up, and (laughs) career. Wow. Okay. So it's like a whole bunch of fucking kinks in one. It's teacher, it's step-siblings. Man. It's, uh, yeah, it's weeb shit. It's some full-on weeb-a-roni. Oh, I don't Jesus. know. This, that, this sounds corny as fuck. Uh, but I don't, I guess I'm not, I'm not the target audience for this sort of thing. Yeah. You know, maybe something didn't translate in the plot. Yeah, you know, maybe it's like a real, you know, fucking good emotional drama or something. I, I have no idea. Um, I mean, maybe it just gets you fucking dick rock hard, and that's okay too. Yeah, and 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 maybe maybe it's that too. Um, I I don't know. You know, I I would understand being weirded out by this. I know there's some uh, there's some shit in anime with like fetishizing characters who are like drawn as children basically and uh, like there, there's some things that i think are are pretty fucking creepy and uh and and strange but again i don't know anything about any of these ones right um you said she tried to watch a few of these episodes and was just weirded out by it i'm, I'm like i'm curious what kind of weirded out we're talking like weirded out and like damn this is like some dorky bullshit or weirded out in the sense that maybe there's like some creepy plot points going on. I don't know. It depends how weirded are weirded out you are there. Um, but but see, is the main cons- I'm still I'm not a hundred percent sure what this person wants. Is the main is the main thing she just wants to know if he's into hentai? Is she gonna dump him if he is? I don't I don't I don't know hundred percent get what she's asking. Like, is that a dumpable offense? Somebody uh, being into hentai. Is that a thing that you can just be like, you know what? No, thanks. The uh, the cultural origin and uh, artistic medium of the erotica you enjoy uh, does not mesh with my sexuality. Ergo, you must go. Is that a thing that's acceptable? Translated. Oh, man, you're jerking off the cartoons, you fucking dingus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what if... So, so say you're our friend Zisty. And you jerk off to Family Guy <laughs> hentai. <laughs> Is that a dumpable offense? He's married, so he's married. Is, Is she yeah, gonna leave him because he jerks all. off to Family Guy hentai? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't think this is the biggest deal in the world. It's not. If, if this is like some deeply important thing to him, 
Maybe not if, even that. If, 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 if it's if the content is like very questionable, that's when I would say it's a problem. But this, I don't know. This just sounds like some fucking kind of corny love drama. Everybody's got some some weird interests. I watched like the whole first season of Riverdale. You know, right. sometimes you know, shit like that that is I am not the target audience for. It's just kind of fun. So I, I think I think it depends here. Um, and I don't know. I say just make fun of them about it. Uh, but also, you know, you're kind of you're kind of kink shaming in that regard. That could yeah. be a little bit shitty, you know, especially if it's just normal ass, you know, stuff that he's that he's jerking it to. Also, I don't even know if he's jerking it to to hentai. Right. Like, this is just a suspicion. Do You really need to know this. Because, yeah, this is the right. question. She wants to, like, she wants to, like, confront him and be like, are you jerking it to those a- anime titties? I, I don't know. If you really fucking want to know, you know, f- find out. But I, I just, this doesn't seem like that, that big of a deal. Yeah. Do you jerk it to Lolly Death Machine? That's a, that's the thing that's bad to do. There but... we go. Yeah. Is is this standard shit or is this, you know, some creepy minor fetishizing cartoon shit? Yeah. Big difference. Did you ever see the um the steamed hams where it's if you put if you look through the doorway into the kitchen, it's Lolly Death Machine happening? Oh, oh Jesus. And Chalmers says, "Good lord, what is happening in there?" <laughs> <laughs> oh god, listener, do not do not look that up. OP, if it's shit like that, uh, yeah, maybe maybe get out of there. Maybe ask him about it so he can find out what kind of shit it is, like feign interest, and you can see how depraved the hentai is. And if it's sure. really depraved, you can leave. And if it's not, you can just mock him a little bit. Well, I mean, you, like, you've already seen three episodes of, uh, what was the fucking title? Rascal bunny Girl Does Not Dream yes. of Bunny Girl Senpai. Yes. You've already seen three episodes. You already know what it is you already know what it is <laughs> it's rascal does not dream of bunny girl senpai and that seems that seems okay like you know it's just a girl in a bunny costume and he does not dream of her but she wants me to dream of her and she's a real sundere so sakuda azusagawa's life takes a turn for the unexpected <laughs> when he meets teenage actress may Saku- sakurajima dressed as a bunny girl Wandering sure. through a library and not being noticed by anyone else there. May is intrigued that Sakuda is the only one who can see her, as other people are unable to see her, even when she is dressing normally or attempting to stay away from celebrity life. How is she a celebrity if nobody else could see her? What does it mean? Magical realism. Okay. Okay. I don't I don't know. This is this is some dorky this is some dorky shit. If you're not into, into it, that's fine. You can have different interests. Just just make sure he's not looking at like the really creepy kind of hentai. Speaking um, of really creepy kind of hentai, what? Uh, what's that? We were talking earlier uh, when we were setting these questions together, and you asked me the question: "Is there claymation porn?" And I have an answer for you, Donovan. Oh man, please let me know. The answer is yes. If you go, if you just search claymation on uh, on Pornhub. You're going to find a channel by this guy named Malek Adon. Fuck. 
Oh, Let's man. just click on A Rite of Spring with August Ames and Faye Reagan. These are like reasonably good claymation facsimiles of these two porn stars I've mentioned. Oh, the tongues are viscerally, viscerally upsetting. This oh, is a man. problem. And some of them, this is all a problem for me. He's animating the eyes and mouths. The only thing I can compare these two, there's a bunch of these. Uh, one is like an Assyrian king or some shit fucking yeah. some uh some other claymation assyrians yes and they, I don't, they look like something that would be in a low budget christian uh like made for tv special like something you'd watch in <laughs> sunday school except for they're nut and clay nut all over each other exactly and, i mean what this one's eating this one's eating his ass this clay the title here and i want to make sure we get this in here Ashur Nasirpal loves anal and hates monogamy. Assyrian porn. <laughs> Me too, dude. Me fucking too. Who doesn't love anal this and hate is, monogamy? This is fascinating. We'll put we'll put the link in the episode description so you can. It's go NSFW. Find out. Don't don't it click it if you're at your workplace. Certainly NSFW. Um, but real quick, I have just found here's here's the main page. Um, I'm all about reading summaries tonight. Here's Malek <laughs> Adon's uh, about section. Oh, nice. For all you people whose sexuality includes watching clay people hard at it, I present my channel. <laughs> it is the finest claymation porn in the entire world. It might I be. I endeavor to titillate you, my viewers, with my historical-themed porns, as well as my portraits of famous porn stars. Gender, male, age 23, last login two weeks ago, relationship status, single. Weird. Me, shocked. Shocked. <laughs> 37 subscribers, 39 friends. Man, there's a whole activity feed. Who the fuck goes on these pages on Donovan to like check who these people follow? Donovan, 38 subscribers. Oh, there we go, folks. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners out there, support our buddy Malek. Get you some, uh, get you some of them clay titties. Check out his photo upload from two years ago. Album "Sexy Woman Tongues." I really, dearly, dearly hope that this man logs into Pornhub the next time and goes, "Whoa, we got so many more viewers!" I want us to give <laughs> the RFTB bump to claymation porn author Malak Adon from Tucson. I wish you all the best. We, Thanks for doing the Lord's work. We salute you. We salute you. Come on, uh, come on the show for sure. Next. Oh guest. my God! I'm gonna message him. I have a Pornhub account. I'll just message him. See if he wants to come on the show. That'd be bad as hell. You have an account? Yeah, that way you can save favorites. Duh. Huh. Eh. <laughs> Do you ever comment? Are you a are you a porn video commenter? Uh, I'm one of the guys. Like, uh, I enjoy compilations. Personally, I like more to like watch compilations. Yeah, more like compilations, which is actually a term specifically for uh, compilations that involve a lot of cum shots. So hmm. now you know that. Um, there, you know, so, so it'll be like, uh, damn, who's the girl at thirty five oh eight? That's that's the most common comment I'll drop because sometimes you want to know who that girl was, so you can find her elsewhere. Yeah. All right, that's, that's a glimpse a into my psyche. Dive into 
Yeah, and into and into porn website culture. Our intro oh. song is the song Hanging On by the band Know Where You Can Find Their Music at knowwheremusic.bandcamp.com. Uh, and our outro music is just the audio from the, from the Clarification Porn. <laughs> Assyrian hates monogamy, likes, likes anal. I'm making no. it happen. No. No, I can do that no. if you want. No. No, 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 no. I can't. I can't. You can't conscience it. Look it up if you need to. We can't. We can't foist this upon our listeners. We cannot foist the clay <laughs> upon them. Our outro music is the song "Stephanie" by the Hayfellows. You can find them at Instagram.com/slash the Hayfellows. You can find them on Spotify. Look up the Hayfellows. It's three words. The hay fe- <laughs> is it the Hayfellows? Three words. I just wanted to end that on like the question note to disarm you. That's great radio. I'm killing I'm, it. I'm fully disarmed. Uh, shout out to everybody who reviews us five stars. I don't know how we maintain having only five star reviews on uh, on iTunes, but I uh, appreciate it very much. Thanks to everybody who goes and does that. Ooh, did you like that? Was we that good ventured, for you? We, we ventured into claymation porn for you today. I think that's worth a five-star review. Yeah. We'd appreciate it if you do. Smash that smash that five-star button. Write us a review if you feel like it. It helps us get our, our podcast up the up the charts there. Helps more people see us. We always like that. We always love it. And uh, we always love you. And we're always so very thankful that you're here with us. And uh, you got anything else, buddy? Uh, anything else nope. you want to uh, say to the people? Happy Thanksgiving. I got to fly all day tomorrow. I'm going to watch claymation porn on the plane. Hell yeah. Hit me up when you're in town. Watch some claymation porn together. There we go. That's what the <laughs> season's all about. <laughs> Folks. Thanks again. I love you. Thanks. Bye. Mwah. Bye.